Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by my co-hosts Allison Aletha, Kevin O'Rourke. How are you guys today? I am still that cat dangling from the tree branch. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Hanging and uh, enjoying the lovely New York uh, rain. It's bright. You know, at least we're we're not quarantined during summertime, is all I can think of. Oh, yeah, good point. You know me, I'm always at the beach. Uh, <laughs> a lot of beaches <laughs> in Long Island? I mean, yeah, it's a, that's all we got. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Um, we've got a good show for you guys. Today, we're going to be kind of jumping all over the place and covering a plethora of different topics uh, centered around the 3DS. We thought that we would pay homage to uh, the little system that seems to have finally been put to pasture. Um, but before we get there, we want to talk about Musical March Madness. It is officially over, and we have a winner. And that winner is Dragon Roost Island. Uh, how did you guys do bracket-wise? Um, I think I was like 83rd or something. I don't even think I checked at the end. <laughs> you jumped up but... all the way, Andy. I know. I was in like dead last and I ended up finishing in fifth place. Nice. Not bad. Allison, you were 83rd? I think that's better than me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mine was pretty, pretty low. Um, I will say, uh, Liam and Turner were 25 and 26. I remember that. Nice. So, Andy, they couldn't quite beat you, but that's okay. You know, uh, the, uh, did well. the way that the bracket is weighted, so you get points for for each round when a song advances. So if a song advances in round one, you get one point. If that same song advances in round two, you get two points, uh, four points, eight points, etc. So by the end of it, you're getting like like almost 32 points if you pick the, win- the correct winner. And then I picked the right winner, and I picked the right final. So the final of the tournament was Dragon Roost versus Ballad of the Goddess, which I had in my bracket, which is the only reason that I was anywhere in that conversation. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it ended up. Um, our, our friend of the show, Gooey Fame, actually finished in second and won himself a nice little prize, courtesy of Materia Collective. So next time you see Goo, tell him congrats. Wow. Nice. Congrats, Goo. So that was really fun. If you guys listening to this show... We're following along, voting, uh, telling friends. Uh, hit me up and let me know um, what suggestions that you have for next year, what snubs you have uh, that you think should have been included, but they weren't. Uh, we're going to try, I think, a few different things for next year's tournament to make it a little bit more um, exciting, closer matchups. I think we're going to, you know, we've been operating under the guise of like every game needs a song at least one song and i think we're gonna do away with that because i don't think that i don't think the games like the oracle games really need you know inclusions in city march madness (laughs) yeah that's a a hot pick yeah really really fun tournament it's always one of my favorite tournaments uh, or features that we do in the year and we're gonna be back in september for fall brawl character contest too and i've uh i've got a secret for you guys i've already done up the bracket Ooh, wow. nice. Is it going to be are... as uh, good of a pick as our Champions Cast bracket? Um, We're going to do know, that our here? Champions Cast bracket did not do very it did, well. It did in awful. The, uh, in the final rankings. It did better than, it did better than me. <laughs> it got 82. Oof, man, I, got, I got 85. Oh, wow, I was right behind it. 
I got 85. We took Ashley got Maz 43. All the That's way to crazy. the final four. We did hey, do hey. that, didn't we? <laughs> poor, poor Maz Kashia lost in the first round. You know what I was thinking, though? We published a news article, and it was like, check out this 8-bit remix of Monk Maz Kashia, which I found on YouTube, by the way. And I was like, I should have released that the same day that the poll was going on. Instead of like a day or two after, because then I maybe uh, could swayed some votes. Yeah, cook the poll a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I'm not that I would ever try and influence anything, but. Well, clearly not, because we ended up in 83rd with our collective brains. Yep. But uh, yes, we will do something gosh. like that for Fall Brawl. Lots and lots of new characters. And I put a new character in at a number one seed, actually. So uh, I'm excited to show you guys the bracket. Maybe I'll show you guys after we're done the show. Maybe nice. I won't. I'm not sure. Well, it's a secret to everybody. We'll see. Um, what was not a secret was Nintendo finally releasing a Nintendo Direct, kind of, sort of. Um, we got a Nintendo Direct Mini. And my gut reaction after watching this Nintendo Direct Mini is, well, I can see why they called it a Mini. Because <laughs> it was, in my eyes, pretty light on actual news. So we're going to skim through it here pretty quickly. Kevin, uh, I know that you were pretty excited about this. What was the standout for you? Oh, man, I was so excited. Um, the game that stood out to me the most was uh, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics, which is a mouthful and a half. But 51, like, party games that you could play with people online, like, like some chess, Moncala, uh, Go, Chinese checkers, backgammon. Uh, the list goes on and on. Blackjack. There was tons of games. I'm 51 that you could play with people, uh, you know, online. Um, and I am just super excited to be able to like queue up in a party and play with ZD staff, play with you guys, play with Ashley, get everybody, you know, online and and playing anything. Uh, blackjack. It seems like something that's, it's just like a no-brainer for the Switch. Um, but some other stuff that stood out, uh, we have Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy coming to the Switch. Um, we got a Xenoblade Definitive Edition coming out. Uh, episode well, 1 Pod Racer. i got to ask Allison a quick question here. Sure. Allison, when, when I say party games to you, what games come to mind? Mario Kart. <laughs> Not backgammon or checker. I don't know Smash about party Bros. games. Yeah, but, but I do. I do think it looks kind of cool. Group, group games, I guess. All right. Um, yeah, you mentioned Xenoblade Chronicles, and we're going to be talking about that game a little bit later in the show, actually. But um, I've played that on the 3DS, and it is a fantastic RPG. So I'm not like super excited because I I don't think that I'm going to buy it again for the Switch. But um, for anyone that hasn't played it it is actually it's it's awesome so i encourage you to do so um and you were i think you were about to mention before i rudely cut you off there okay <laughs> pod racing yeah this is pod racing uh Hell it's yeah, weird that, it's, that was awesome back in the day there are some like weirdo ports that are and not that i'm complaining there's some weird ports that are coming to the switch we have doom 64 we have jedi knight 2 that came out uh jedi outcast and now we have jedi academy uh, but like episode one pod racer, like if if the switch, like if you if you took me back to the switch launch and said, oh yeah, you're gonna be able to play the pod racing Star Wars game on this, I'd be like, what are you kidding me? 
or Panzer Dragoon. Like, it's crazy. Um, and it's awesome. Like, all these ports, all these games. Uh, just, just keep them coming. So, the other standouts in my eyes was um, the Bioshock collection was announced. And that's uh, those are really great games. And mm-hmm. we did get a little bit more information about Bravely Default 2. Although, if you have played Bravely Default before and kind of understand how the game functions and works, which, again, that's another game we're going to be talking about later, uh, this wasn't anything really um, revelationary to you. It was basically just a, a light outline of the story. A demo was was made available, and that was it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, all these ports and stuff, they're cool, but I was left extremely wanting uh, in the in the sense of like, okay, well, we don't know what we're going to be playing in the summer. We don't know what we're going to be playing in the fall. Um, we, we just don't really know. I think the, the, the latest game that launched in this batch was like Xenoblade Chronicles, which launched, I think, right before, right at the end of May. So for June, we don't know what we're going to be playing for July, August, etc. We still don't know. Whereas last year we had like, you know, we knew that Link's Awakening was coming. We knew that mm. Pokemon was coming. We knew that Luigi's Mansion was coming. So it does seem like, um, I don't know. It does. It does seem like we're still in the dark, even though we got a Nintendo Direct Mini with a ton of games and announcements. You know what? I think really, uh, really emphasized the spirit of this Direct Mini was the announcement of the Arms character for Super Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah. You know, usually when they announce a character for Smash, it's like this wicked trailer, and then like the uh, the Arms character punches in or something like that. This one, they were just like, yeah, the next character is going to be from ARMS, and we're, we're working on him. And it was just like, matter of fact, room temperature water, bland chicken. I was, I was just like, oh, well, okay, cool, I guess. Like, it just wasn't very exciting. Well, we got ARMS. Uh, you can play for free up until April 6th. Maybe uh, give it a shot. We could we could throw down a little bit and, and get you a b- little more psyched. I've never I played buy it. Arms. Well, hold. Because... Let me let me back up there. I, I don't mind. I don't mind arms being in Smash. I think that's pretty cool, actually. Uh-huh. But just the way they announced it. Yeah. Yeah. I well, maybe we'll get a full. I thought it would be good to play with my family, but I literally never played it. Oh. I did. I returned it. Like Amazon had this return program for like popular Switch games, and I returned it. <laughs> Allison, there's always backgammon. And 51 other party games. 51. <laughs> um, last thing that I want to mention, and it's a little bit of Zelda news that came from this, Ring Fit Adventure is now having a, or now offers a rhythm mode, and uh, you can jam along to some, some tunes, including a Breath of the Wild medley. And you know what, guys? I tried this this morning. Oh, nice. It was different. It wasn't as oh. fun. I don't think oh. as uh, <laughs> wow, as it that's looks. sad. Darn. Uh, the girl in the in the video looked like she was having a great time playing uh, just, Jump Up like, Superstar. It's weird because like you gotta like the the thing about Ring Fit Adventure is you you run and that's how your character moves and it's great and like the mini games are really fun and they're creative. Whereas this one, you just kind of hold it, you press it into your stomach, and you're bobbing back and forth. Okay. Uh, yeah, it looked I, like I a know. pretty it, solid it was... like core workout. It was it was okay. The choice of music from Breath of the Wild itself too was a little bit weird because you had like the Guardian theme that you went right into Dark Beast Ganon, and it's not like it's not like pump up 
kind of music. Although I guess like there's really not a ton of pump up kind of music in Breath of the Wild. The Tenno Village. Other than Monk Mask Kashia, of Of course. course. (laughs) Of course. Maybe the trailer uh, theme. Uh, Yeah, I take that back. That's a pump up song for the (laughs) ages. There you go. So yeah, I don't know. I I uh, I I was left a little bit wanting from this Nintendo Direct Mini. What about you guys? I want to get all the games that they showed off. That's where I'm at. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here. Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC, Panzer Dragoon remake, some Star Wars stuff. Ninjala looked pretty cool. It's like a Splatoon-looking game. I can agree with the Pokemon portion. And I think the the Borderlands collection is pretty cool, too. My brothers have been trying to get me to play that for years. They say I'll really like it. So there's my chance. But I honestly, I didn't. I, I didn't get a lot of hype from the mini direct. I'm sorry. <laughs> Darn, I guess I'm I'm one out of three here. There was a couple 2K games that were getting teased too, like Saints Row Four. That game you know, is a lot of fun. That, it, it's not that the games aren't fun. It's just like you kind of have these expectations of a direct, and like like I've already played Bioshock, and I already knew most of that information about the the Pokemon expansion. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just like. We knew all this stuff already, so I, I don't know. I, I was felt a little bit wanting from the direct, but I'm glad that you're looking forward to it, Kevin. Um, let's move on and let's talk about the Nintendo 3DS. And this kind of came up organically earlier today when the three of us were talking, and then we decided just to do a full show, um, kind of paying homage to the 3DS. And uh, we were talking earlier about how the system was such a haven for Zelda games, and I think we mentioned it on the show before here. So we really wanted to talk about the 3DS, its amazing collection of Zelda games, and its amazing collection of other games. So we're going to kind of go rapid fire here. We're going to talk about some of our favorite 3DS games, and then we're going to talk about how just incredible of a system it was for original Zelda titles, for collecting all of the past Zelda titles, for everybody to be able to play, and just kind of... Uh, spend the rest of this episode kind of writing a love letter to the 3DS, which really was retired once the Switch came out. But I mean, now it's just like officially, officially gone the way of the Dodo. So um, let's dive right into it and talk about a game that I think all three of us, when we were talking about the best 3DS games, this was the only one that we had in common across all three lists. And that is uh, The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Yes. Oh, yeah. One of the best 3DS games, and it's so it's so interesting this game because it really is like the first like really direct direct sequel. Uh, maybe not. I guess Phantom Hourglass kind of was, but like kind of reusing the same world as A Link to the Past in such an iconic game. I feel like was really daring, but it also managed to do like it managed to stand on its own feet. So I, I think that this game is like really um, a triumph in how to do something that feels familiar, but also totally new at the same time. I was, I I really liked A Link Between Worlds. I kind of have a personal story about it, but I was kind of, when it came out, I was in a little bit of a rough part of my life, and my friend lent it to me, and this is the game that got me back into the Zelda series, like, completely. It's what got me into Zelda Dungeon, and... I don't know, it's just, it, like, reignited this, like, love I have for the series, and it's just so great, it's so colorful, 
It the music is good. I it's it's a pretty perfect game for the 3DS. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I love how it's like it like you said, Andy. It stands on its own. Um, it it pays like homage to Link to the Past. Um, it's just a fun time. I can't think of a bad thing to say about a Link Between Worlds, so I won't. It's a great game. I I think that it's like maybe the most technically sound Zelda game. Like just everything it does is it does either like well to really well to exceptionally well. You know what I mean? Like there's not really a weak part of A Link Between Worlds. There are some things that it does that aren't like flashy, but like I I, I don't think that the music is like is up there with the very best in the series, but like it's not it's definitely not bad. It's like it's everything it does is at le- at the very least like really good, I think. And the the best things that it does are like really 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 good. Um, I really actually think that Link Between Worlds has an underrated story and characters that we probably yeah. don't give enough credit to, particularly Hilda. I think that that's She's one of awesome. the best new characters for the Zelda series in the last like 10 years. I think that like her story arc, her motivation, um, it, she has like layers to her and like a, a complexity that you don't see in a lot of um, Zelda characters. I think that's fair. I, I also really like Yuga as a villain. I thought he was pretty fun and interesting. Gave me some Gearheim feels. Mm-hmm, yeah. I can't forget about Ravio. Ravio was another good one, yeah. Yeah, our favorite purple bunny. I relate to Ravio <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> Let a me greedy, a purple-garbed man. <laughs> just and, and again, like, taking what you know, but, like, flipping it on its head. Like, good stuff. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, on Link Between Worlds, we, we kind of talked about the, the art style last week, and I didn't say that it was one of my favorites, but, like, I actually, I do love the 2D hieroglyphics, I'll say again. I think that that portion of the game is so cool. There's, like, all these wicked collectibles, like the... the oh, the my my mys that you can get. They're so cute. Um, really great dungeons, I think, throughout. I don't think that there's a weak dungeon in that game. I think that they're all awesome. Actually, you know what? Uh, we should do a, a dungeon ranking of that because I that would be hard now that I'm thinking That's, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to play it again for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Which I'm not complaining. I know. Yeah. I want that. Experience. It's not a chore. <laughs> right. Yeah, Link Between Worlds is awesome. That, that um. Yeah, it's just such a great game. I think we should all uh, we should all play through that again. Do a little deep dive. So that was the one game for our 3DS is that we all agreed was like near or at the top of the pack as far as um, portable games went. Let's talk about one that we did not agree on. Oh, and that is many. Legend of Zelda oh. Triforce Heroes. And say what you will, you know, at least again, this kind of demonstrates how the 3DS is like this awesome place to at least get all these different Zelda experiences. Do I think that this worked? No. But at least they at least they tried it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Triforce Heroes. What a game. Great game. There's just, there's so much to say about it that it could be, uh, it could be said over the next five or six episodes. Maybe we'll save it for I'm... those. <laughs> I completely disagree with that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I come in. I think I've been trying for is rolling their eyes. I, I come in. I come in here every week on the Champions <laughs> Cast, hyping up Triforce Heroes, and and there are times at the end is at the ends of the episode where I I just sit there and I'm like, oh man, I'm such a dub for like. <laughs> Hyping this game up and being like, it's great. Like, there's the blue link and the green link and the red link. <laughs> and, like, you get all the costumes and stuff. Uh, I love Triforce Heroes. It's fun. Um, I still play it, you know, on, on the regular. Um, me and, and Ashley's boys will play it together. Um, I'll do a little solo action. I, I wrote up the, the guide, or I finished up the guide on, on the ZD site. So, I mean, it's... Nice. It's it, this game is very important to me. Um, I think I'm very in the minority with that, but Triforce Heroes on 3DS uh, is uh, it's one of my favorite 3DS games, one of my favorite Zelda games. I've had a lot. You of know, I I can't it. fault you for that. I yeah. I do think that like the single player is pretty dreadful. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the only Zelda game that I don't think fits on the Zelda scale as we like to say, yeah. but I, I do appreciate that it does have its audience. I think one thing that the three of us have to do, and we kind of chatted about this, and if you would be down to watch this, all you listeners, uh, tweet at us and let us know, is live stream the three of us playing. Because, my God, I I tried again to play this game single player, and I got to the like, the second world, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I just can't. I, I can't keep going by myself because, like, switching between the three is so painful and the the outfits, and like, ugh. So I, I think that what I need is to play with you guys to maybe maybe have a different look at Triforce Heroes and, yep. may, and hopefully gain a different perspective and appreciation for it. You might need to be a little sedated while you do it, too. <laughs> uh, put, put, Andy, put Andy under the laughing gas and we'll play a little 3DS. <laughs> That's probably the best way to play Triforce Heroes. Not gonna lie. <laughs> get, get in a root canal while you play. Oh my God. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like you're getting a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the two original Zelda games for the 3DS, I, I think that we can all agree that Link Between Worlds is probably the, uh, the better of the two. But, um, you know, the 3DS also gave new life into some old classics for us. Of course, I'm talking about Ocarina of Time 3D, and particularly Majora's Mask 3D. And I guess that we should reveal here that uh, the next, like, chunk of episodes that we're going to do is all about Majora's Mask. So we are going to be diving deep into Majora's Mask the next coming weeks here in, uh, in celebration of its 20th anniversary here. Um, I, I really think that, like, particularly Majora's Mask just got a whole new lease on life for from the 3DS. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? I, yeah, I think so, too. I, I once again, I'm kind of one of those people in the minority that doesn't really care for the dungeons of Majora's Mask, but I love the concept of Majora's Mask and the, I feel like the side quests are the strongest of the series. I get really emotionally attached to the characters because of those side quests the collecting of the masks is always really cool it's just it's kind of like i don't know it's just like the cool the cool game of the series and i really appreciated that they made it in 3d i had friends who doubted and i was like no it's coming i'm telling you and it did 
It's my favorite of the series. Like, bar none. Um, and I feel like the weird the weird thing with Majora's Mask 3D is that it takes... And, and I don't know if this is so true for Ocarina of Time 3D, uh, which I just played through recently. But um, I can't go back and play the 64 version now. I've tried. Mm. I feel like Majora's yeah, Mask 3D... That was my 3D, next question for you yeah, guys. It, it just builds on it. Um, but go ahead, Andy. Set the well, scene I know, for though, us. That was, that was literally it. I just happened to be talking um, yesterday or the, or the day before uh, with Mossies, and we were chatting about, you know, can you go back and play the N64 versions of Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, once you've played the 3D versions? And I said, like, for me, I feel like there's really no need to. Allison, I know that you said that you would rather play... Um, on a TV versus a handheld, and that's really the only kind of thing that I can think of where that might be why someone would go back and play the originals, particularly, again, Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. I, again, I might actually be in the minority of this because I really like the N64 versions. I know that the graphics can, like, you know, they have a huge upgrade in the 3D, but I, I don't know. When we were talking about art style last week, that's the art style I was thinking of. That's like the 64. iconic Zelda. This is Zelda. And I, I could go back. I could play either version and be completely content. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I can't. I can't go back to the six. At least for Majora's Mask, I can't go back. And I am someone that might be in like the minority group that has played... Majora's Mask on the 3DS so much that I just can't go back. But every single improvement that they've made on the game, and I think this is exclusive more so to Majora's Mask on 3DS. Because Ocarina of Time wasn't really touched that much. You know, like there, there wasn't many um, big changes. Mm-hmm. Whereas, the biggest um, change was, was probably the boots. Yeah, the iron boots and the hover boots being items. Um, I think that's really, like, the big change, whereas, like, Majora's Mask, like, all the bosses are revamped, uh, some of the gameplay mechanics are a little different between the transformation masks, um, yeah, th- there's a lot of, like, quality of life changes, too, like, the time mechanic has changed a bit, you don't skip six hours, um, I could go on and on about Majora's Mask, but, um, I just think that every single thing that, that has been changed on Majora's Mask 3D is an improvement. Um, and yeah, I, I completely I love agree. It. Um, let's, let's spend just a second here as well talking about Hyrule Warriors Legends. This got a port over to the 3DS, and I know that you guys are big fans. That's right. Evan, did you play Hyrule Warriors Legends? I did. Um, I think... So... The weird dichotomy with Hyrule Warriors is I've bought the game three times and I played like mm-hmm. well over a thousand hours, but the bulk of the time was not played on the 3DS. Um, I think that the Switch version is is the superior. Um, it, it contains all the content from, from Legends and some, but um, the 3DS version is great if you want to have it on the go, but unfortunately I feel like it's it's outclassed by the Switch version. Um, yeah. Still really awesome to have, you know, that awesome... Like, this is also, like, it's a Dynasty Warriors game 
on your 3DS on the go. Um, and I, I think that's that's awesome, um, especially get like all the Wind Waker content and uh, you know all, all the new things that they added to the game that were sort of um, I feel like pasted on with DLC in the uh, in the Wii U version. So it's it's I mean it's it's great. It's a great version of the game. I so go ahead, Al. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I I kind of feel the same as Kevin where I think. It was kind of a funny decision when Nintendo did the definitive edition of the Switch. Like, it was the smartest decision, but it was also mm. kind of funny because I feel like it literally killed the 3DS version of the game. Yeah. It feels that way that, with Yeah, that's what a I was about to say. Is, so it seems weird that they released it on the Switch so soon. Yeah, it's there it was, was like a funky time where it was like... So you had Smash Bros. on 3DS and Wii U... There was like this this driven like parity between systems that Nintendo was like pushing for, where it's like you could play it on Wii U and you could play it on 3DS. And I feel like Hyrule Warriors, uh, Smash Bros, uh, maybe even like Mario a little bit, like 3D Land and 3D World were sort of like split between those consoles. So you had like two separate versions. Mm-hmm. So keeping track here, we've got five. Legend of Zelda um, 3DS games that you can purchase and that are complete Zelda games, uh, including Hyrule Warriors Legends into that. Um, so, like, really just a haven for for Zelda titles. But you factor in the virtual console as well. You can actually play almost every single Zelda game on the 3DS. Um, and you, I think we were we were saying that you can play every single Zelda game between the 3DS and Wii U, except for Four Swords Adventures. But on the 3DS, you can play the original Zelda, um, Zelda 2 Adventure of Link, Link's Awakening, both Oracles, and uh, obviously you can play Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and any of the other uh, spin-off DS games as well. So, like, really just... It cannot be overstated how much the 3DS really gave to the Zelda series. Um, and actually, I should mention as well, you can all you could have also gotten Four Swords Anniversary Edition, which was mm-hmm. pretty much not quite a remake, but a remaster where it allowed you to play single player as well. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that like fit into the 3DS where you kind of had to like carry that over a little bit. And now it's like it was a timed exclusive. So like if you've missed out, you've missed out. It's a little weird how that's happened. Mm-hmm. Kind of thought that would happen where it's like you know, another system would pick up Four Swords Anniversary, like, you know, where's the Nintendo Direct that's saying you could play that on Switch now? That'd be great. Yeah, no kidding, right? You could download that for free, too, I believe. It was, yeah, it was a free, um, just a free download, but only for, like, it was, like, a weird time limit. It was, like, a month and a half or something that you had to download that game. I never even I remember about it, downloading it and then my 3DS broke and I transferred my stuff but I couldn't re-download that. Oof. Um, it was very it made me very sad. So okay. I had to resort to uh the crime store to get a copy. Oh. Allison, I can hook you up if you uh, if you need the, one. The high seas. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly I never I never heard of it until like two marathons ago when everybody was talking about it and I was like I didn't even know this was a thing. But to be honest, I'm not a huge 3DS player, so. 
Well, we are gonna we're gonna dive into some of our favorite 3DS games, not Zelda games, but just 3DS games as we continue to pay homage to the three, the 3DS here. Um, just what a system for Zelda, and uh, not only Zelda, but it had so many excellent games. We each compiled um, a couple of our favorites here, and we're gonna go through them here uh, quickly and just you know kind of kind of wax nostalgic about the 3ds and and just really how many quality games that it had i think in terms of like just quality games this is nintendo's best handheld far and away would you guys agree with that i could say yeah i could say that oh yeah in terms of like the quality of the games heck yeah some may say like the game boy color but this was like i i love my 3ds so much I would actually make the argument that I think the color was one on the weaker side. Yeah. Because hmm. I mean, you've got you've got the Zelda games, and then that's kind of it. We got Pokemon. What a juggernaut! Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Every every system has Pokemon, though. But I digress. All right, let's talk about some games. And Allison, I'll actually let you take the lead because. Uh, I know that you wanted to talk about Phantom Hourglass, but I wouldn't let you because it's a DS game, but <laughs> go for it anyways. Well, okay. Uh, I I put Phantom Hourglass on there. It is a DS game, but it's part of the DS family, so I, I squeezed it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I That is probably my most played game on the 3DS. Yes, because of the marathon, but like I, like I say every time we talk about Phantom Hourglass... It's got a special place in my heart, you know. I I know how to play it optimally, so it's not terribly annoying. There's still just a few, like, annoyances and frustrations with Temple of the Ocean King, but I know <laughs> how to do it. I know how to do it the right way and the efficient way so that you don't get so annoyed that you're doing it over and over again because it does feel like a different dungeon every time you go in there, and I think that's what they meant for it to feel like. And... I don't know something about it is just like the story's great, Linebeck's great, um, the boss is not that great, <laughs> the final <laughs> boss villain. Um, but yeah, I if I spent an, so much time playing on my 3DS, it was for this game. Well, at least somebody likes Phantom Hourglass. Oh wow! <laughs> I think that's a beautiful thing about it too is that you could play all of your DS games on on 3DS as well. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool too. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, okay, so I had a list of some games that uh, that I wrote down. We all had a list of some games that we wanted to talk about. Kevin, of course, you started off with this. Why don't you get us going here with your first 3DS game that you wanted to to give a little love to? Sure, I won't give too much love, but you got to pay Kirby his due. Uh, Kirby Triple Ugh. Deluxe on the 3DS is a fun little Kirby game. It's one of those Kirby games that they push out every so often. Um, there's a couple Kirby games on 3DS, but I think Triple Deluxe is the one that is just a good quality time. You don't need to think too hard. It's a fun little platformer. Um, they throw in that gimmick of you having, like, I, I don't even know what to call them. Uh, it's like the giant forms of, uh, you know, specific, like, copy abilities. You have that big sword that you use to slash through things. It's it's just a fun time. I'd be remiss without uh, being on this podcast to 
poke a little at you, Andy, about Kirby, how much fun Kirby is. <sighs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way and talk about a game that I really love, and probably no surprises here, Metroid Samus Returns. Oh, yeah. This is a remake of Metroid 2 on the, uh, the Game Boy. I think that this is a, a really, really awesome remake. There's a lot of extra content added. Um, the battle system has been completely redone. The music completely redone. I uh, I really love this game actually, and I and I still think that the original Metroid Two is is quite a good game for its time. But Samus Returns is just uh, such a complete Metroid experience, and it was nice to go back to like the classic two D style after probably like fifteen years since the last true two D Metroid at this point. Uh, so that that really hit home for me. Um, I'm going to be talking about that a lot, obviously, over on the Omega Metroid podcast. I've just finished up playing uh, AM2R as well, so we're going to be doing oh, nice. a deep dive into those two games. But yeah, I really loved uh, Samus Returns. It's too bad that it came out kind of at the tail end of the 3DS life cycle, because this game was a lot better than like what the sales would indicate, but uh, it's, it's one of my favorites for the 3DS, for sure. Very nice. Um, again, I'm going to just point out that I wasn't a huge, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, just player of the 3DS games. So mine are pretty like standard. I feel like games that everybody's played, you know, there's nothing really like special about my games, but I'll talk about Animal Crossing because it's the, what the new leaf introduced me to the Animal Crossing, um, games. I thought it was really cute. It was fun. I spent, I probably didn't spend as much time as I've already spent in New Horizons, but I, I really enjoyed how much it was like, it was very calming. It was just, it was something to pass time and do. And you just, I kind of like those grinding games where you just like, you're, you're working towards something, but you're not really doing a whole lot, like going on adventures or going into dungeons or anything like that. I don't know. It was just very, it was a very soothing, happy game. And I really like that about the Animal Crossing games. And I'm glad I bought New Horizons thinking about that from my experience from New Leaf. So, I don't know. Can I ask you a question? And I don't mean this to be funny. Mm -hmm. um, But, like, what's the difference between New Leaf and New Horizons, like, generally speaking? Like, uh, and I'm I'm not an Animal Crossing guy, so I don't mean to sound, like, snide or anything. It's just, like, like, what's kind of the difference between them? Um... Well, one, in New Leaf, you're, like, you become basically the mayor of a town, and in New Horizons, you kind of get an island that you get to inhabit and build up and all that kind of stuff, like the town. I think, from what I remember, I haven't played New Leaf in a a lot of years, and so Mm -hmm. there are probably a lot of Animal Crossing fans who could answer this question better, but I feel like there's a lot more to do in New Horizons than there was in New Leaf. I was... I was fine. I was finding that I was losing things to keep doing in New Leaf, and that's probably why I didn't play it so long. But New Horizons is, I think, it's a little more full of content. That could be some of like the okay. multiplayer aspects of the game too, which I think are that's a little true. more robust in the in the Switch yes. version. It's also I it's brandy dandy new too, so that that could be uh, influencing it a bit. But yeah, I think it's just like a big overall improvement over the. Um, over the 3DS game. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, Ko, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. What are the games on your list? What do what you got next? Sure. Um, let's talk a little Mario Kart here. I think we've all played Mario Kart Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I haven't actually. That's oh, crazy. Wow. Um, Mario Kart I'm, I'm Seven. I'm not like a big Mario Kart guy. You play a little. You thrown down a little bit with uh, with the ZD staff playing some Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Um, Seven was. I feel like there's there's not much there's not much of an evolution between Seven and Eight, and I think that's okay. Uh, where they kind of like hit the stride of the Mario Kart formula. I played Seven online a lot. It was a really really fun time. Um, I really really enjoyed playing that game, uh, especially like. Jumping off of Mario Kart DS, which is a little bit lighter in terms of like my online commitment to playing that game and, and playing it with other people. Uh, 7 took everything that DS did and just kind of improved on that formula. Uh, being able to play online with folks, um, you know, just sitting back and uh, hanging out on, on Skype. We didn't have Discord then. Uh, <laughs> hanging out on Skype and playing a little Mario Kart 7. Uh, was it just a quality, quality time. Like, we had a lot of fun playing. That's fair. I, You know what? Maybe I'm just old, but, like, to me, Mario Kart is still, like, I think of it in my mind as, like, a rental game. Like, you go and rent it for a weekend oh, when your buddies man. are coming over. Yeah. And then, like, you return it after because you've done all that there is to do. Uh, That's kind of where I feel, like, with Mario Kart. Um, I want to talk about, I'm sorry, Al, what were you saying? I was just saying that's funny because, like, to me, that's that was always the game. When I was in the military, I ha- I was around a lot of people that liked Nintendo and stuff, and that was the game. That was the party game. Like, we would go, we would get a conference room in our dorms and literally just sit and play that game for hours. So I just think that's kind of funny. Yeah, there's something about Mario Kart, like the formula, where I feel like it's um, it's just like good fun. And I'm seven, gonna talk about the game that I thought was really good fun, and that is Fire Emblem Awakening. This is actually my favorite 3DS game. It's actually one of my favorite like Nintendo games of the last 20 years. I think that this game is like outstanding. Um, this is what really got me into the Fire Emblem series. I had played a couple games before, kind of here or there, but I wasn't in love with them. So my story is probably similar to everyone. In that uh, Nintendo had announced Robin and Lucina for Super Smash Bros. And I was like, who who are these people? And I decided <laughs> to get the game and just like absolutely fell in love with it. The, the, the combat was like, whenever I think of like tactic RPGs like Fire Emblem, I always thought of like grinding and just like not very fun. Like you had to redo things a lot over and over. So to me, I was just like, kind of had that in my head but like this game was just so it it wiped away everything i thought i knew about tactic rpgs it was very strategic very fun lots of engaging characters really cool customization options a really cool story actually um i don't know i i like kind of went into it expecting it to be okay at best and man i played this game and like was hooked and now like, I've went back and played a lot of the older Fire Emblem games. I've played every Fire Emblem game that's come out since. Obviously, we're big fans of Three Houses on this show. 
Mm-hmm. And this is the is this is the this is the game that really did it for me. Like it got me into the series. Um, so yeah, Fire Emblem Awakening I think is like one of Nintendo's best games, maybe their best game they've ever released for a portable. I I think I might be bold enough to say that. Oh wow, it was a big risk too. Like the uh, yeah. Fire Emblem Awakening, very well. Like if that game flopped, that would be the end of Fire Emblem. Uh, we would not have Fire Emblem Heroes or uh, eight uh, Fire Emblem characters in Super Smash Bros. or or Three Houses. Um, the sales of that game, and just, I mean, it speaks to the quality of it. It was a great game uh, that I loved on 3DS. That is what saved the Fire Emblem series, which was kind of, you know, waning and, and not not a pillar of Nintendo, which, which now it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that that game really took Fire Emblem to the next level in terms of like relevance, in terms of just its standing in and amongst the other Nintendo series. Uh, You know, being having all those characters in Smash definitely helps without a doubt. But like, I don't know. I feel like Fire Emblem Awakening held up its own. It delivered and it was rewarded in terms of sales, uh, rewarded in terms of critical response i just i i love this game i've played a ton of uh fire emblem awakening so one of my favorite 3ds games for sure uh al what do you got um i'm gonna bring up pokemon uh for my next game because um pokemon x and y but particularly x for me is probably another game that i've spent more time than any others on the 3ds and Actually, I hadn't played in a Pokemon game in, like, years up until that point. And I, I did play it a little bit later than I think it came out. But it got me back into the Pokemon series. I've been loving the Pokemon series ever since with um, the Switch games that have come out. And I don't know. It was just it was something that I spent a lot of time in. I'm pretty sure I um, uh, picked, or I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure I caught all the Pokemon in that game. And that's nice. not something I normally do in a Pokemon game. Wow. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. It was a good one. I think that's uh, my favorite, I really like the legendary for X. What, Xerneas, right? Yeah, Xerneas, the big X deer. Yeah. He was big cool. Big X deer. <laughs> <laughs> Our big X deer friend. And Evatol or Evatol? Our fun dragon something, friend. Something like that. Yeah. The, the Y bird. Yeah, oh, I think he was like a big he, he was, dragon he was kinda hokey. guy. Yeah, I have Y. I was a Y guy, not an X guy. Mm. And the whole gimmick of that game was really fun too, with like the, well, mega the Megas and stuff. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I, really I love Mega that. Evolutions. I think that's the coolest. Like, I think that's way cooler than Dynamax or than the Z moves. I, I wish that Mega Evolutions would like come back. Yeah, we need more way. Mega Mewtwo up in this. Oh, he looks so cool. And you had two forums, too. Oh, yeah. Mega Charizard uh, really, was pretty 3DS cool. 3DS was really good for Pokemon as well. Like, you had the uh, the Omega Ruby uh, games, which are awesome. You had the Sun and Moon, which were, were pretty good. Yeah, and the, and the Ultra versions, too. We had a yeah. lot of Pokemon on 3DS. You could also get the um, the red, blue, and yellow, uh, like, I guess, like, ports and uh, ru- uh, Ruby and Crystal. Uh, crystal, silver, gold. Mm-hmm. Good place to play Pokemon. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's talk about one more game here each, and then we'll uh, we'll get on out of here. Ko, what do you got? Sure. Uh, Star Fox 64 3D. 
really fun game. I'm a I'm a big fan of of Star Fox 64. Um, the other games in the series, you know, fun, but Star Fox 64 is just the right amount of like 64 goodness with some hokey voice acting. Uh, tons of fun to go through the levels. Just like good quality arcade action, and being able to take that game on the go. And, and just play through the levels and just, like, slap your 3DS down and be like, all right, yeah, I beat, like, Zonus. I'm going to go and, and, you know, do my thing and then, and then come back to it later. Um, it just made a lot of sense for Star Fox. Um, one thing about the 3D version is uh, the voices are, are redone. So they're, uh, oh, they're hokey, but not as hokey. Um, some quality lines in that game that I could probably list verbatim and do a little show one man show of myself talking to myself which we all don't need uh maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll have a the star fox podcast of just me talking to myself as falco and fox and oh a barrel roll um but yeah playing this game on 3ds it just it was like ocarina of time to me where it was like or uh and majora's mask as well too where it's just like this is a logical 64 upgrade. Everything about it is it just feels good. Uh, fun gameplay, looks a lot better. Um, I would lump this game right in with like some of those 64 classics. It's great to see uh, a game like this remade and redone. I'd love to see a Star Fox 64 uh, Switch version be able to play that on the go and on my uh, on my TV. I just think it's crazy that we can't get like a good Star Fox game. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's, it's 64 is like the pinnacle like, for me. It's it's peak. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Like it, I I actually thought Star Fox Adventures was really cool, but it's obviously not like a traditional Star Fox game. Um yeah, it's it's, it's wild how they just can't seem to get it right. And I don't know why. Yeah, there's something about Star Fox where it's a little bit of like you know, a, a weirdo little franchise that kind of didn't, you know, get everyone riled up and going for it. But, like, you look at Star Fox 64, and, and that game is, like, the big man on campus. And what 3D, like, just just did everything correct. What was the one that came out on GameCube, or was ported to GameCube? There was a few. Well, we had Star Fox Assault... Yeah, there was Star Fox Assault, which is like a adventures. traditional Star Fox game. And yeah, and Adventures. Adventures, and Adventures was, was weird. basically a Zelda game, actually. Yeah. Hmm. It was Dinosaur Planet that got delayed and delayed forever. It was like an original IP. And then Nintendo was like, just just throw Star Fox in there with some dinosaurs and this will be fine. <laughs> uh, very different. Actually. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's it's not your traditional like Star Fox arcade 3D shooter. Um, I think Assault and then uh, Command was on DS. Yes. Were, uh, you know, very more... Ah, well, they were different, too. Uh, Star Fox is in a weird spot where every game tries to experiment a little bit, and maybe they should take that Kirby approach and just throw Star Fox in a robo, Robobot outfit and just give us more Star Fox 64. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, I'm going to keep it going here and talk about one of the most underrated games for the 3DS, in my opinion... Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. I say underrated because I, I feel like I never hear anybody talking about Dark Moon. But like, 
this game actually was was wicked because you look at the first Luigi's Mansion when it released in 2001 for the GameCube and it was almost like it was a cool rental game you could you could pick it up you could beat it in like five hours and you were done this game like literally took everything that that game did and expanded it improved upon it and added in a ton of collectibles and a ton of like unique ways to use the the poltergeist so it was such a like an awesome game and when i was playing it i think that i realized like i really did love the concept of luigi's mansion for the gamecube but like that game was just so short it was unsatisfying whereas this one like really hit all the marks for me and kind of paved the way for luigi's mansion 3 which i think is the best in the series so far so i i was like quite quite impressed with uh dark moon i think that it is one of the better 3ds games and for whatever reason i don't hear a lot of people talking about it so shout out to my boy luigi um and if you haven't picked up dark moon it's a it's a nintendo player's choice whatever they're called game so a nintendo cheap. select yeah that's but you're dipping back for. into the gamecube there with the player's choice yeah, I, that little yellow label at the top little yellow yeah, yeah. pc oh, wow. all right PC. Al, let's uh let's wrap it up here tell us your last uh, kind of 3ds hidden gem and then we'll get on out of here. Okay. Hidden gem. Uh, I I really like the Badge Arcade. I don't know how many people really spent time in the Badge Arcade, but I really enjoyed it because I feel like the 3DS gave us a lot of opportunity to customize, you know, what we saw on our home screen. They had the, like, the backgrounds and stuff and the different music options you could have when you opened up your 3DS. And then you have the Badge Arcade. And for me, as a collector and a Zelda fan, sometimes they would have days where they just had a bunch of Zelda stuff. They would have, like, Wind Waker. They'd have Skyward Sword badges. They have... I think they had Hyrule Warriors badges when Legends came out. Um, uh, and, like, it was just cool stuff. Like, little figurines of Link. Like, Toon Link. Or, like, the weapons or the potion bottles. And they looked really cool and they popped and you could put them on your home screen so I actually really enjoyed that game and I don't know I don't know how many people can actually say that because it's not one of those games you buy a 3ds for you know what I mean but I really enjoyed it I that's cool because like I don't even know what that is like I'm not even really sure what you're talking about huh. <laughs> I didn't dip too far in the badge arcade I know what you're talking about Allison <laughs> but yeah it's it's a fun time like the 3ds had a lot of fun little things too that Nintendo kind of like built into the system like you have the me plaza mm -hmm. um, you have the uh, find me which is a fun game uh, you had like uh, street pass where you kind of, like, you were incentivized to keep your 3DS in sleep mode, and you can, um, like, find other players and unlock stuff through that. There's encouragement mm -hmm. for, like, walking with your 3DS, so you get, like, points to unlock stuff. Uh, just a fun little system. I totally agree. I think it's one of the best handhelds that Nintendo ever released. I think, like, for Zelda fans, this is the ultimate console that you can play on, um... And it's got so many good games surrounding it as well that are outside of the Zelda genre that this is uh, a truly a beloved system. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about some of the you know games and some of the, the memories that we have on the 3DS in long form. Because, you know, I've, I've been playing my 3DS playing Metroid Prime Federation Force, which does not feature on this list of beloved 3DS games. 
And uh, it really did make me reminisce about how much like I've played the system over the years, how much I still like love playing on it, and uh, what like what a great system it was. Again, both for Zelda fans and for uh, for I guess everyday Nintendo fans as well. So. You know, shout out to the 3DS. And I can't wait to play Majora's Mask 3D on it. Uh, probably pretty quickly. Probably maybe even today. I'm not sure. Nice. Let me know if he gets stuck anywhere. <laughs> I think I'll be just fine, Kevin. Uh, we hope that you guys listening were just fine listening to this episode as well. Again, we are going to be diving deep into Majora's Mask the next couple of weeks here on the Champions Cast in, uh, in honor of its 20th anniversary. And I can't wait to talk about Majora's Mask. We're going to be doing a retrospective on it. We're going to be doing a deep dive into the dungeons. And then we're going to be doing a deep dive into the side quests. So lots of good Majora's Mask content coming up. Um, again, make sure that you check out uh, Zelda Dungeon over on Discord if you need a place to to hang out and chat with some fellow Zelda fans during this uh, these trying times. And definitely come and, and talk to us. We're all active over in there. So tweet at us as well if you want. Uh, I am at That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, make sure you head over to iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to the Champions Cast. Leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned one. And if you've got a Zelda fan in your life, make sure that you tell them all about the show and where they can get their Zelda fix. That's going to do it for us. Until next time, guys, we'll see you then.